Hey everybody, welcome back to Going For Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And the bad man is gone. The boogeyman is gone. Um, Zach Garnett has been fired. Yeah, Yeah. he's really not a bad guy. It's a tough situation, I get it. Uh, He will be a successful defensive coordinator as he moves on from here. But as of right now, as we stay without a head coach... Uh, Greg Knox will be the interim as we move into the last two games of the season and potentially a bowl game. Um, but yeah, that's the big news in Starkville right now. Um, we kind of swore off of football for the rest of the year, pod, uh, for the podcast at least, um, but they just keep bringing us back in. So um, Hunter's definitely going to talk about that. He's been on the message boards, finding out all the hot boards and everything. Um, so we'll see who who's uh, on the list for uh, who could possibly be our next head coach. Um, we're going to touch on the last couple of basketball games and um, just how the team's looking so far. Look ahead to uh, the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame Classic in Connecticut this weekend. Um, got a couple games there. And then we're going to go back to football and get into our pick uh, So, uh, yeah, super excited about this episode. Got a little bit of everything. Um yeah, we don't have an intro just because you know that we, we the, the 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 oh my god because because coach got fired um yeah because the yeah. coach got fired uh, and, and that, that, that bit of um, Jack stuttering was actually the intro um, if you thought that was real it's a joke on you uh, that's mm-hmm. good acting Jack you yep. can see it written down on our script. Jack Forget how to up. speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was actually like the closest we've had to cutting anything in, in, in a long three while. years. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry about that. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, let's 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 talk about football, Hunter. Yeah. Um, Zach Arnett fired. Um, uh, I I like that Selman did this um, in previous years previous decades uh, Mississippi State doesn't make a move like this and in the past they've had coaches fired um, always let them finish out the season um, before you fire them and even if you fire them let them finish out the season uh, right so so it's a very not Mississippi State thing to do I I'm yeah. I, I don't want to be too hopeful for um, this coaching search because, you know, we haven't seen what Zach Selman's actually done, but the dude can read a prepared statement better than anyone. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, he makes it sound like he has connections literally everywhere. Which like, he does, because if you have Oklahoma connections, you have college football connections. Right, right. That, that's just how it is. And uh, I, I'm excited for the search to get going. Um the, the names that we're seeing, it's it's a little weird because you know it's early. Um, some of the names are uh, Jamie Chadwell and then um, G.J. Kine or Kenny, I'm not sure. Um, Rhett Lashley from, from SMU. Tom Herman from FAU, former Texas coach. Jeff Lebby. Uh, he's, he's, I think, the only coordinator right now on any of the boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lance Leipold. He's on there. I wish Chris Kleiman at Kansas State was on there. I don't exactly know why he's not. Yeah. 
Um, I think he's a better coach than Lance Leipold. But uh, I'm I'm not sure why he's not on there. Is is he the like the only coach they've had since Snyder? I I think they they had Snyder's. Did they have like kid? Did they? Sure. I, I'm not sure. I actually think yeah. this might be their second coach since him. But anyway, regardless. And then uh, John Summerall at Troy. <laughs> from from yeah. those options, I'll. And I think lately Willie Fritz has been a late addition. And then mm-hmm. Glenn Schumann, uh, he's a young defensive coordinator, kind of like a, he's going to get interviewed for the Texas A&M job, and people are probably going to clown A&M for that. Yeah. I, I mean, Oregon hired Georgia's defensive coordinator, and I don't I don't think that was a bad decision in hindsight. It's, it's, it's turning out pretty, pretty good it's, for it's, them. He, he's... he's seems pretty awesome but out out of those options i i know i don't want john summerall from troy yeah there's just something about it i don't want i don't really want willie fritz from tulane seems seems kind of old um <laughs> I, I i just don't know about that one um Any, but, but towards there- any word on like Malzahn or Mullen? Malzahn's been on there um, a little bit, but it seems like he's kind of positioning for the Arkansas job, which that will okay. eventually open up. He was at Arkansas um, at one point, wasn't he? I be- uh, was he Arkansas State? Uh, yeah, been Arkansas it. State. And then Dan Mullen is, has been the big topic of discussion. Will Dan yeah. come back? Will Mississippi State ask him to come back? It feels weird being the. I I know it wasn't a state fan uh, during during like the big times of him flirting with other schools, um, yeah, consistently. But it's weird <laughs> seeing him kind of do that same thing, but flirting with Mississippi State. You're right, right. Like he he did that whole uh, interview. He was like, uh, I'm just not sure if right now is the best time. But you can never say never. Um, you just never know if it's the right situation. And if Lane Kiffin said something like that, we would say, that's not a denial. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, how do you feel about the Dan Mullen situation? Um... I, I feel like it would be a good it would be a good thing from the fact that you, you kind of know what you're gonna get. I mean, you know, the the seven eight win mark is gonna be reached just about every year. Um, I feel like he might have learned his lesson in the you know the grass is greener aspect. Like, there's a chance we get Dan Mullen and he's here for the next fifteen years. And how? drastic of a change would that be from what we've seen just in the last five years from Mississippi State coaches I mean we're, we're about to have our our fourth coach in uh what, five years something like that it's crazy um so I mean having a coach for any extended period of time is going to be different than what we're, we're used to now but I mean I, I do think there's a chance I mean if Dan wait we're hiring our it, fifth coach in seven years right God. it's wild <laughs> uh I mean and and it's going to be hard to get any 
new face in here, like with with that expectation. I mean, we're Mississippi State. We're by all accounts an average football team, and you know, probably lower, easily lower half in the SEC. Usually, um, I mean, it's gonna be hard to to convince a coach to come here. We're always the the school that's gonna be first chances and last chances, and you know, I guess that's still the case if it's if it's Dan Mullen. I'm not saying we're necessarily his last chance, but he's not coaching right now. So um, I don't know. Dan Mullen makes sense in the fact that he knows the expectation. I mean, he, he is a familiar face here, so it's not like a new guy coming in with some crazy expectation. But I don't know. Part of me just thinks it would kind of be, be a lazy a lazy hire. Like you do this whole search and then just end up with a guy that you've had before. Um that does sound but, very Mississippi State. It does. It does. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it just kind of feels like an inside hire, even though he hadn't been here in six yeah. years, seven years. How so. many How many years do you think we need to give the next coach? Like, regardless of how it's going. I, at some point, there has to be a stabilizing force, and we just have to let it ride. Um, I, I know it hasn't been uh, Mississippi State's fault. Yeah, the, the, I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be totally honest. I think that you know the the Joe Moorhead experience. You know, it ended after two years. I think it would have been. I mean, I, I know there's always all this always the speculation. Like, if we had lost that 2019 Egg Bowl, was Joe Moorhead going to get fired after that game? Um, I guess we'll never know that. We we fired him because some players fought at the bowl game, um, which doesn't necessarily seem like a reason to fire a coach considering you know players were fighting under Mike Leach too um we fired Joe Moorhead because Ole Miss hired Lane Kiffin and we had to keep up with them we had to make a splash hire because they made a splash hire um you know just gonna assume that Lane Kiffin stays at Ole Miss this year um and just for the sake of this argument assume that he stays there for the next decade um we got to have a coach that, you know, we, we got to give him a chance. We gotta, I'd say three years is the absolute minimum this next coach gets. Because um, uh, almost has it figured out, and they're, they're only getting better. And, like, their, their expectation is growing from, you know, eight wins and a decent bowl game to, you know, New Year's Six Bowl or bust under Kiffin. And that's yeah, they're, they're scary. Going, they're going 10-2 and two this year and not exactly very happy. Right, like in the twelve-team playoff, they will be a regular in that. And I mean, I don't exactly know the format, but I assume they're going to make it. You know, a, several times in a decade, um, and that's that's scary as a, as you, like the the in-state rival who's quickly becoming the little brother in the state uh, because of a of a flash hire that Ole Miss made that's really panning out for him. So. Um, and I, I, I hate that, you know, right now, you, you just mentioned it to me before we started the podcast. Like, if Mike Leach was still living, we might be having the conversation, what was the better hire uh, that, that offseason? But we're not having that argument. So, yeah. um, I, I think what I, I know winning is the most important thing, but from a perspective point of view, I wonder how many people think Ole Miss had a better season last year than the state. Uh, national yeah, perspective, it, everybody thinks that. Yeah, because um, the offense was fun. And mm-hmm. 
I think Mississippi State needs to finally go have a fun offense. And that's why I took uh, uh, John Summerall off of mine at Troy. Um, I, I don't want uh, another defensive guy who wants to control the ball all game. Um, no up-tempo. I, I, I don't want that. Uh, I want it... I want to be excited to watch our games, even if I wasn't a fan. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know who's I mean, out Miss, there. <laughs> Ole Miss did have the, the fun offense, and since Kiffin's been there, whether Jeff Levy is there or not, they have a fun offense. And also, their their schedule last year did help them a lot with you know starting out eight and zero, getting to the to be a top twelve team, like that helped them a lot. So national perspective, they had it rolling, and it was just fun to watch their games. It was fun to watch their games in. 2020 i mean 2019 even when when john rice plumley was running the show like they would score 50 points against i think they scored like 40 something against the 2019 lsu team like that's wild and we haven't scored that many against them Uh, i don't know (laughs) i i just i just want this next hire to be someone that even if it's not going great, because it might not go great, we can look at something and go, hey, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Because if, if we go in the next year and it's six and six and it's and it's dreadful and the offense isn't exciting, um, defense isn't exciting either. Um, it's Ole Miss isn't gonna stop, right? And we have to like. No, the, I mean, I, I think the three-year minimum, like, it needs to be firm. You know, th- this time next year, if we look and we're, you know, four and six heading into our last two games, it might not might not look great for the next two years, but... You just got... I, I think we just I, have you to gotta, let it ride. got to hold out. Let them yeah. change out the coordinators. Yeah. I mean... I understand that you know Chris Lamonis led us to a national championship, but he did, he has finished you know thirteenth or fourteenth in the SEC two years since, and we're we're giving him quite the leash. So um, let's uh, let's help a football coach out a little bit. But with that being said, I do hope that a fun offense uh, comes with whoever whoever gets this job. So yeah, it's pretty. I hope pretty, it, I hope, pretty, it, hope it can be made fun in year one too. Yeah, it's pretty much my entire take on it. Yeah, I, like I guess it. that uh, I, I guess that segues us and perfectly um, to a team once renowned for not having a fun offense. <laughs> Your Mississippi State Basket Dogs. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, just to for full transparency, me and Hunter said before we looked at the the rankings. Um, is our defense really as good as it was last year? I get, our defense doesn't seem like it's very good. We're fifth in the country in defense so far. So, um, yeah, it's pretty dang good. Um, as of right now, Mississippi State 3-0. and We went 2-0 and since the last podcast. Two wins at home over UT Martin and most recently North Alabama. Scored over 80 points in both of those, um, but gave up 63 points to UT Martin. That's awful. Um, no, at I mean, two, uh, over 20 point wins. I think, I think we'll take them, um, in the game against UT Martin, Josh Hubbard hits his career or obviously career high and season high and, 
uh, the high for anybody on our team this season. Scores 22 uh, with five threes. Um, goal. How tall is he? Seven foot? Six eleven? Seven foot or six eleven. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you that every podcast. That's going to become a thing. Uh, so, gotcha. He played some really big minutes. First time he did that. He, we didn't see him at all or not much in the um, in the game against Arizona State. But he gets into double figures. I think he had 11 in that game. Um, and we're going to bring him up every single game. Jimmy Bell is a rebound machine. Offensively and defensively, the dude just gets boards and – uh, I know I said last time that he's he's really, really important with Tolu being gone, but this dude is going to find his way on the court even when Tolu's back. I mean, there, there's no way you, we can play without like without him. He is, he is that good. Um, he's averaging a double-double this season, averaging, I think, two, two to three blocks a game. I mean, he's, he's a force there. Um, also, just kind of want to give a shout-out to the guy who – was kind of in that role last year, uh, but not as athletic. Will McNair at Kansas State right now playing really well. So props to him for finding a place at his third school, doing doing well. But yeah, Jimmy Bell from transfer from West Virginia. He is just a stud. And he's like just he's super athletic, moves really, really good for a big man. Um and yeah, those those three players kind of the story of that win over UT Martin. Um the three balls fallen for this team. Um, they in those first two games against Arizona State and UT Martin hit double-digit threes um, after, I don't even know how many we averaged last year, but it wasn't many. Um, but yeah, our three-point percentage is, is, is up a little bit from last year. I think we're uh, right over 30% these, these two, two games since our last podcast, so up from 27%. Not, not a huge bump, but... We're getting open looks and we're taking them. So yeah, I mean, can't really complain about the shot selection, which was the same problem last year. But now they're at least falling a little bit more. Um, so anything more from that UT Martin game for you? Um, I, I I watched more of of the North Alabama one, uh, the the UT okay. Martin one. I watched us um, get out to that lead, and then uh, I think I, I think I turned on some football. Sadly, um, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, we went in there, took care of business. I really like how we come out in the first quarter against teams. Um, yeah, seems seems like we always build a big lead um, mm-hmm. uh, around six minutes left in the court in the first uh, half, and, right? And hold on to that one for a little bit and go in go into half with all the momentum. It, it yeah. just seems like a script every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Arizona State game was kind of the anomaly of like, I mean, I think we had like a twenty-point lead in the first half, which is kind of kind of rare. I mean, we usually kind of you know give up a little bit, you know, close to that you know seven eight minute mark left, uh, and then and then build onto it. But the Arizona State game, we we just kind of took it the whole first half yeah. uh, after they were the first to ten, you know. Um, <laughs> and but, another yeah. thing in the UT Martin game. Cam Matthews was great, um, uh, like just fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. he, he looked like the best passer, the best rebounder, um, but best best a, a lot of things other than shooter. Thanks, Josh. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it was just good to see. 
We're going to make fun of Cam Matthews a lot, um, mainly not even for anything that he's done, but for uh, our <laughs> commentator last year calling, um, like, just getting a little bit of every stat possible, um, calling out a cam line. Nobody calls that a cam line. He He's just lying. Um, but honestly, Cam Matthews might be the best player on this team. <laughs> like, he's He is so good at everything. Um, and, and his stat line against North Alabama is especially incredible. So in the 81 to 54 win over North Alabama, um, Cam Matthews in all of its glory, six rebounds, four assists, five steals, which is absurd and six points. So, uh, of course that's his stat line. Um, I mean, that's just, that's I call that a cam line. <laughs> I call that a cam line. Jimmy Bell, another masterclass in this one. 14 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocks. Um, yeah, I just I, I'm excited to see how him and him and Tolu work together. Cause I just I feel like usually Tolu just does it all by himself in the paint. I mean, now we have two forces. I mean, these guys honestly, I mean, he looks like he could be first team all SEC right now. Yeah. Um, and and now you're getting the potential SEC player of the year. He was SEC Player of the Year, right? Yeah, yeah. So and you're yeah, getting him so. back in, in January. So um, that's that's incredible. But um, the only other real story in this one against North Alabama, Shaq Moore finally back after a two-game suspension. Um, and I mean, nothing really jumps off the page. Eight points, um, but played a turnover-free game, which is always important for him. Um, I feel like when he's um, just just careful with the basketball it's it's always when he's at his best uh he can just kind of get sloppy at times but first game back and and plays with no turnovers that's really really big um but yeah i I think the key to this team still the defense i mean that's still the calling card for him uh offense has gotten better but the defense in those two games against ut martin and north alabama forced 31 turnovers um which that'll play uh, our our offense our offense did turn it over 24 times, so just some sloppiness that that needs to get cleaned up. But again, that that's kind of what they looked like last year, most of the year, and um, and made it to the tournament. So um, I feel like just cleaning that up a little bit, and it'll go a long way. Um, we still don't even have Andrew Taylor comfortable. Um, I, I know in yeah. the North Alabama game we. I liked how we got him the ball um, for some easy looks around the basket, but he's not comfortable from three. Um, we know he can shoot. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's going to happen eventually, right? Yeah, so I'm, I am excited about that. That was a guy that I was expecting, you know, to immediately get those twenty points per game, and it hadn't quite happened. But you know, him him not producing as much is okay when you have Hubbard and and Trey Fort, you know, doing what they're doing right now too. So. Um, but uh, our de- our defense, the one one struggle I've seen, we in those two games we have allowed twenty five offensive boards to uh, opposing teams, um, but in, on those twenty five we only allowed ten second chance points between the two games, which doesn't seem real. So um, yeah, I think four in one game and six in another, that'll that'll also play. So um, three point percentage, as I mentioned, these two games it's been thirty percent, which not exactly great. Uh, Twenty for sixty-five. Sixty-five threes is is a lot for two games. Um, 
do you think that the Tolu being back uh, in in late December or January is going to uh, I don't know if his presence down there is it going to open up more threes or just cause us to score more? I mean, in the, the dude's just kind of shoot him right now. Like yeah. <laughs> we we have two guys that I'm not taking the green light from. Yeah, I mean uh, Hubbard, I Hubbard and Shooting all the time. deserve it. Yeah, yeah, like they'll fall. Right. I mean, I don't mind it against UT Martin in North Alabama, obviously, but I mean. There were games last year, one in particular against Auburn. We were like 0 for 26 in a game, and you're just like, dog, <laughs> just step inside. Well, the I mean, line last year, shoot. who did we want to? Sh- <laughs> that that is fair. Shaq I think I watched 15 it. attempted threes. <laughs> yeah, this the, the one game he played against uh, North Alabama. He was one for one. So um, he saw one fall in and said, "Nah, I'm good." Um, but yeah, I, I, last year I do remember watching Will McNair take a three, and I was just like, "This team is is hit rock bottom." Um, and then they made the tournament, so you know it's it's all good. Um, so yeah, even though it didn't didn't really seem like it, and I'm not really sure what about it. I guess just the points that were scored because last year the the first like ten games we were giving up like forty five points a game, and you're like. What is happening? So I guess just seeing that a team scored over 60 on us uh, already, it just kind of seems like the defense isn't where it was. But honestly, I think it's it's just as strong. Um, and Tolu's presence is only going to make that better. So um, would you would you like to guess uh, Will McNair's um, three point percentage last year? <laughs> is seven. One forty three. Guess Tolu's. Zero. I'm hoping he, he did didn't not take attempt to <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, This um, team. <laughs> uh, speaking of some differences between last year to this year, um, this is without Tolu Smith, uh, you know, being added into this percentage. But we're shooting 75% from the free throw line. Um, I was not shocked. But I was shocked to see that our percentage last year was 65%. Whew. I forgot. I forgot about that. I, I tried to, to, to push that one back in, in, would, in my memory. So. Would you like to guess Tolu's free throw percentage last year? 49. 588. There we and go. DJ Jeffries was 579. <sighs> yeah, neither of them have taken many free throws this year, so that's good. Um, yeah, that's really, that's, that's what I had. Uh, and that, that 75%, that's actually not just from the last two games. That's from all three, but, um, but yeah, 75% is a good number. Hoping that that can creep up a little bit before Tolu gets back. Um, and then he'll bring it down a little bit. So, um, but yeah, that, that was, uh, those, those two games to open up the, the new hump. Those were really, really good. Um, two, two pretty easy easy wins north alabama the beginning of the second half got a little dicey but it was in my opinion was never in question so um so yeah there we go looking ahead uh like i said mississippi state's playing in the basketball hall of fame classic in a state where the basketball hall of fame is not even located so um why is this in connecticut play it in I, Massachusetts. Have, I, I have no clue <laughs> I, I don't get it <laughs> I don't know. We're playing the Maui Invitational in 
Fresno, California. Isn't the Bahamas um, Bowl in Charlotte this year? Is it really? I think so. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we do know for a fact that we'll be playing at 11 a.m. against Washington State on Saturday. Um, assuming that we win that one, uh, then we will play at noon against Northwestern um, or Rhode Island, if Rhode Island's feeling dicey. But um, probably going to be playing Northwestern um, on Sunday at noon. So that's uh, those are our two games for the week. That could change if we lose the first one, but whatever. You'll figure it out. Um, just a little background on these teams. Everybody in this tournament, including us, are all undefeated. Northwestern um, has the most impressive win, I think, with their win over Dayton. Um, but according to Ken Palm rankings, we are by far the most talented team. Um, so should be a fun weekend for us. Yeah. Um, is this is this on ES, like normal ESPN? I think they're going to be on Plus. Okay. I, I have that. <laughs> I'll be borrowing that. <laughs> um, all right. Guess, so yeah. that's, that's what we got for uh, – college basketball and we'll move into our pick em as we move back into college football um little update from last week um i went 10 and 0 for the second time this year to inch closer to hunter he's now up by only seven games um and along with me at 10 and 0 brooks taylor we had a, a really easy pick em last week that um hunter only differed for me because of content um so a couple of people went nine and one, but can't say their names because Brooks Taylor went a perfect ten and zero. So um, hoping for a little bit more of a challenge this week, but I'm not sure we're going to get that. All right, game number one, we have a game in the ACC, number ten Louisville at Miami. Who you got in this one, Hunter? I have Louisville here. Is this game on the CW by any chance? Mm, is it? I don't know. Oh, never mind. Duke, Virginia is the CW game. Yes. I'm staying off of the CW then. So, all right. Um, I'm also going to take Louisville in that one. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just not picking a team that lost to Georgia Tech. All right. Game number two. We have number 22, Utah, at number 17, Arizona. Um, the most impressive win in the Zach Arnett era was against Number seventeen, Arizona. So, um, in his in his in his honor, I'll take Arizona. I'll be going Arizona as well. Um, Utah's gonna lose by four. Um, Utah is good enough to lose by four to anyone. It will put up the hardest fight you've ever seen just to lose by four. Mm-hmm. I like it, Wildcats. All right, game number three. It's a ranked matchup in the in the SEC. We have number one Georgia coming off of a huge blowout win over Ole Miss, uh, and they're at number 18, Tennessee, who's coming off of getting blown out by Missouri. So um, I'll start this one out. I'll, I'll take Georgia. I will also be taking the Bulldogs. All right. Okay, moving on to game number four, we have number 20, North Carolina at Clemson. Who you got? I have Clemson in this one. Okay. Um... I'll take Clemson too. Dabo, you think there's any smoke to him leaving? Uh, no, 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 not at all. No, I think I think A and M puts that dog before Christ, and uh, Dabo doesn't agree with that. 
I do think there 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 is something poetic about him possibly going to a fake military school, though. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 But um, anyway, I'll also take Clemson in that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Clemson has been really really weird this year, but the the win over Notre Dame, for some reason, just making me think they're they're finally for real again. Um, game number five, we have UCF at Texas Tech. UCF coming off of one of the weirdest blowouts of the entire season. I don't know. People thought Oklahoma State was back. Um, turns out they're still the same team that got blown out by South Alabama. So You know, that might have um, been the weirdest blowout of the season. Yeah, thinking back. Um, Oklahoma State involved in the two weirdest blowouts of the season. <laughs> But the, what what was the score? This like forty five to three or something. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm gonna take or, UCF or, solely because of that one. Um, everything lo- runs through Lubbock, including John Rice Plum- Plumley. Good callback. <laughs> good callback. Um, all right, game number six. We have number twenty one Kansas State at number twenty five Kansas. In the winner, winners coach goes to Starkville Bowl. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take. Kansas State in this one. Uh, I will as well. All right. Game number seven. We have what could be America's game of the week if Mississippi State wasn't playing an in-state matchup. Um, We have number five, Washington, at number 11, Oregon State. This is like almost a civil war. Almost. Almost redacted war. (laughs) (laughs) Almost insert any non no, um, controversial topic here. Um, the Civil War even that controversial? <laughs> it's that brother against Look, brother. the good guys won. <laughs> I'm not a states rights. Say. States rights to what? Viewership is plummeting by the second. Um, <laughs> I will take Washington here. I'm taking Washington. All right, game number eight. We have Florida at um, number nine, Missouri. Um, Missouri, your congratulations. You're going to a New Year's Six Bowl. All you have to do is beat Florida and Arkansas. Um, I'm going to take Missouri to do this. We stand I on wish, business. I wish Missouri did not lose the LSU. Yeah. This, this would be a... That would be so crazy if Mizzou was like playing out for potentially a playoff spot. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> that is kind of wild. Um, um, but I, I'll be going Mizzou here. Yeah, we've seen some 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 funny press conferences after this game in the past. Uh, I know Dan Mullen was uh, a part of those games, but um, any chance Drinkwitz dresses up like Darth Vader after this one? It's a little. <laughs> Um, he, sta- he stands on business. He, he um, stands on business, Josh. <laughs> I, I have to go I mean, see what he said to him after he lost by sixty last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I and doubt the it year was before. The stands on business. Maybe the year. I'm just kidding. Um, game number nine. We have Kentucky at South Carolina. Oof. I don't wanna. Is this on CW? I- <laughs> Seems like this is this is gonna be on Nickelodeon. Are these right? ACC teams? Seems like it. Are we gonna be competing feel... with South Carolina for a head coach? They've, is Beamer I, Ball done? 
I think Beamer got an extension, so he might be expensive. Hmm. There you go. Well, um, I know he did turn down the Mississippi State job, or at least deny it. Um, so, Good for him. Starkville, connection, Stark, Starkville connections don't run deep. Um, yeah, that I'm taking is- South Carolina <laughs> in this one strictly because of the score I saw them put up on Vanderbilt last week. So that's a good reasoning. Um, I, I will, I will be taking the other team. Um, your Kentucky Wildcats. Um, C A T S cats, cats, cats. Um, John Wall would want me to. Mm-hmm. All right. Now game number 10, America's game of the week. And the first of our state championship series Southern Miss at Mississippi State. Um, remind me why we play this game. Um, uh, we stand on business. We stand on business, and Will we don't want Will Hall to be mad at us. So, um, what do you happen to know the spread off the top of your head? Isn't it, is it like fourteen? Hmm. It's fourteen and a half. Which is, I think, the same spread as next week. 13 and a half next week. Oh, yeah. 14 and a half and 13 and a half. All right. Um, I'm going to take Mississippi State. I'll give a score prediction, but I'm not giving a player of the week. Okay. So you got to give a player of the week. Um, I'll take Mississippi State. Um, 34 to... Uh, 34 to 20. I will take Mississippi State. Um because Southern Miss is ranked 151 in Ken Palm. Um, and, and we're up at number 23, actually, with fifth-ranked defense. Hmm. There you go. I think you're accidentally, looking, you're accidentally looking at soccer. Um, yeah, that must be it. Um, player, player of the week. I think Will is back, maybe. Um we're gonna we're gonna go Will Rogers the next two weeks as player of the week. Okay, I like it. We're gonna go Mississippi State wins thirty four to twenty the next two weeks. <laughs> That's a <laughs> wild thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so gonna happen. That's gonna be so funny. It's gonna be so hilarious. <laughs> I promise you, if we win the next two weeks at score thirty four to twenty, I'm taking you up to. 44 prime. Okay. And we're, oh, just, okay. we're just gonna we're just gonna have a little dinner. What if we beat USM by one like last second, and then just kill Ole Miss? <laughs> if okay, I'll even extend it. If the combined scores that we win by, the combined difference is 28 points, exactly. 44 prime on me. Look, I'll pay for my own. <laughs> It's it's fine. <laughs> we're just going to celebrate. We'll, if we we'll, go. just, we'll just go. We'll just go. We'll just go eat. Honestly, if we just go two and zero, let's just go eat. Okay, fine, deal. You got me. You got me, bud. Um, yeah, there you go. I for no reason at all, and it has nothing to do with the fact that Greg Knox is undefeated as Mississippi State's interim head coach. We're winning the state championship, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think we should put Lane on our hot board. Um, You know he would not deny it. He wouldn't deny it. Imagine the Egg Bowl press conference is like, 
Is there any validity to the Mississippi State head coaching rumor? <laughs> That's just and, leaked that he that he interviewed. I mean, we'd get a retweet from him. Yeah, he'd or be John like, Sokoloff. He'd be like, "Don't eat at the table." He's <laughs> source. <laughs> source, trust me, bro. Um, all right, so we're going to move on. Actually, I accidentally did the, the Mississippi Beef Council thing. Whoops. We're going to move into our um, <laughs> not sponsored, not sponsored. Uh, we're going to move into our Instagram questions. And I actually want to bring up, um, I did a little poll earlier, or not a poll, but just a question box where I let our Instagram followers drop who they want to be our next head coach. Got a couple of them. Um, Brooks Taylor said he wants it to be a head coach, so he doesn't want to go coordinator to to head coach. Um, Jess Cooley says Billy Napier or Will Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Meyer says Football James. Drew Robinson, Marvin Lewis. Connor Fudge said Jack Taylor. He's more of a basketball player, but he did score a lot of points that one time. Um, and then Farm Dog 09, my dad said Charlie Strong, and I, I don't know if he's being serious. I'm worried. That's that's certainly a list. Um, just put Willie yeah. Taggart on there. <laughs> Rich Rod. Um, Rich Rod. <laughs> um, Edo. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Scott Pearson. Um, but the the Instagram questions that we got, uh, we don't have many, but Brooks Taylor, um, we he asked a couple questions about the the head coaching uh, search. So uh, I already answered those. Courtney Taylor uh, asks, "When are you having me on the pod?" Um, do you want you, uh, let, let me let me find the the date of the post that um, there was a clear declaration of how many likes to get. Courtney and Sarah can can rank SEC quarterbacks, but should they have to do it retroactively and rank twenty twenty <laughs> quarterbacks? What is, is, it, is it this one? Like this post for Tuesday's episode to be going for two Sarah Vanagan. How many, How many did they have to get fifty? If your comment gets fifty likes, you can have an episode. Um, and it is at 27. Um, it was. Really? You're over halfway there. It was posted on October 29th, 2020. It is um, a picture of me and Jack, but Jack is crudely scribbled out. <laughs> How did you find that that fast? I know what picture it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was bi week um, festivities. You're you're over halfway there. Um, you can even make twenty three accounts. Courtney knows twenty three people. Yeah, the 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 blueprint is laid out. So, um, I'm just gonna go unlike it. <laughs> I'll go like it with a second account. I, I I pinned the comment. Okay. There you go. We're doing all we can here. I've done as much uh, as I can. Uh, it's time time for your part. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's very excited for this basketball season. Every game, you know, I just seem to get more excited about um, 
every aspect of this team. And every game gets closer closer to when Tolu comes back. So that makes me even more excited. Uh, with the coaching search going on, uh, just stay posted on our, our Instagram especially. We'll probably post some memes about um, coaches that we like and don't like. Um, but until then, for Hunter 2, I'm Jack Taylor. Thanks for listening to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. It was 160 weeks ago, and we are not posting memes <laughs> of coaches that we like. Yeah, we probably won't do that. I don't know we'll why. We'll probably be posting some memes <laughs> of coaches <laughs> we like. Man, I, this is not one of my episodes. Jeff Lebby, when the Art Briles <laughs> allegations come out, <laughs> and it's just a surprise cat meme. <laughs> We do need to post some memes, Hunter. <laughs> um, send them in. We'll have a meme review. <laughs> so, yeah, send in your memes and we'll post them. Send in your memes about coaches you like or dislike. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> no Jimbo Fisher memes. Those are all low quality. <laughs> They're like, ha ha. <laughs> A big, big send, pay. <laughs> send in all of your Jamie Chadwell <laughs> memes that you... <laughs> please, please send all of your stock Rhett Lashley memes. I know you have them. <laughs> oh, oh, heck yeah. The Charles Huff memes are coming in hot. <laughs> oh, dude. These Tom Herman memes are going to hit, dude. Oh, brother, these Lance Leipold memes are great. I remember his times at Wisconsin Whitewater. (laughs) What? (laughs) These memes about Gus Malzahn starting as a high school coach in Arizona are going to give me life, Hunter. Jack, outside of the memes, this might be the biggest one. Steve um, has his, um, his hot board. It is version 6.0. Bobby Petrino is still on it. <laughs> that one is already a meme. Um, we will be posting the, that meme. We will just be posting hot board Bobby Petrino. I think my post for tomorrow's for, for this episode coming out on Instagram is just going to be 10 slides of head coach memes. <laughs> Joe Judge memes. <laughs> is he still on there he's yep no I watched at least two Giants games that he was the coach mm-mm mm-mm Dak Prescott was not nice to Joe Judge I'm sorry. Oh, also so we don't... have an we have an XFL offensive coordinator on here. Who is it? I'm not joking. Um, Washington State's uh, coach who got fired for being anti-vax in 2020. <laughs> Ugh.
Uh, I'm sorry I said the word meme. <laughs> that was an all-time rough one. Everyone send in your favorite Jeff trailer memes. <laughs> Those um. I cannot wait for the JG GJ G the GJ Kenny <laughs> memes. <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for 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 listening to the after show. Uh, <laughs> bye everyone. <laughs> bye. <laughs>